0: A quantum leap is the experience of space in order to collapse time that it takes to get to your destination. Here at the Mystic and the Magician podcast, we are going to teach you how to do that, the best ways to do it, and the most fulfilling results that you could experience. Hi and welcome back to the Mystic and the Magician podcast. I'm your host Cassandra and my co-host Spring is here. And today we are talking about the dynamics of romantic relationships because we are two like very opposite people in relationships. So this is a good topic for us both to bring to the table because we have very different opinions and views like in our marriages. Um, And lately a lot of people have been coming to me with dating advice and I'm like, I'm not the right one. <laughs>
1: like I'm just not the right one. This is really good because I act, I have um, somehow found myself on Swinger TikTok. polyamory <laughs> <And laughs> Amory <and Marie> TikTok. <laughs> it's the Swingers. And I'm like, okay, I don't get this. Now, I, I met my husband when I was 14 and I'm now 42. So I have been with him. We joke about it. I'm like, I've been with you over half of my life. And so I don't understand like I don't condemn I don't judge I'm just like whatever I'm one of those people that believe you can go do whatever you're gonna do just do you you do you but I don't ever ask me to understand it (laughs) because I am not gonna understand it
0: (laughs) so meanwhile like in my first marriage um it was like very very open um I was always honest though about what I did. Like, there was never any secrets. And like, sometimes I would get like, because when you're younger, people like try to like snitch on you and tell on you for things. And people would go to my husband and be like, Cassandra was with like so and so last night. And he's like, Yeah, have you met her? Like, I know <laughs> who I married. Like, I just like, so like, I think like, I think a really big key is to be like open and honest about who you are for real with your partner and what you want for real with your partner. Um, and, but like, I can't really give good relationship advice because I, I really, I have a thing about control and being controlled. And I feel like, like, I don't want, I don't know how to phrase this properly because like, I feel like I want my partner to choose to be with me every day and not out of obligation because of a marriage so we leave it open for what the other person wants to do and it feels good that they like continue to choose you because they can and a lot of the times I feel like when cheating happens when affairs happen it's out of this like pressure that I'm either in this marriage or I'm not like it's black and white
1: yes I agree with that (laughs) but see now like I said you cannot ask me to understand this like my brain literally cannot wrap its fingers (laughs) around this concept like um when we had your bachelorette party yeah and we had a stripper there out of respect because my husband did come with us out of respect I I went upstairs because didn't want it in our marriage to have any kind of like, oh, you looked at that other dude's penis. Um, afterwards, he says, I wish you had a gone so that you could tell me how big it really was. <laughs> so he would have been fine with it. And he did tell me over and over while we were upstairs laughing at you guys, Uh, because it would be with some strange noises coming from downstairs (laughs) well not just that but we didn't know
0: we didn't know that we were gonna like see a wiener no no one had any idea like no one had ever done anything like that before so we had like no idea that (laughs) there weren't gonna be clothes involved No, we thought like like when you go it you go to a strip club and you see a girl like usually they're like wearing a thong and a like bathing suit top type of thing or something and maybe like you will yeah. like boobies like we didn't you know it was, the stuff would be covered we had no clue that we were gonna see like an actual whole like dong so.
1: and according to the girls it was no regular sized stuff
0: <laughs> i don't i i don't no I don't feel like it was average <laughs> 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 but and- like but here's the thing it's like Kevin knew about it we were really honest like he went out to strip clubs that night and I was like fine with it um I did start to miss him though because we were away from each other I was we were going for the whole weekend and he was like just out for like one night with like family and stuff like that but um but I, I mostly just missed him. I didn't feel inferior to like strip clubs. I didn't feel like, I was just like really going through like, I was getting married and there were nerves. But like, he knew about the wiener that we saw. And he was like, he thought it was funny too. He was like, Brian, it was like cracking up.
1: Yeah. And Brian was like, I wish you had gone. Cause we still talk about it. He's like, I wish you had gone downstairs and looked. I wish you had like, <laughs> so you could tell me what this thing looked like. <laughs> And so, um, but we were open and I I was like, no, out of respect, I'm not going to go downstairs because I respected his feelings and I didn't want him to ever feel like I was open to roaming my eyes around looking at crap I'm not but sure. that
0: feeling that he got from that like it sounds like he wanted the same thing right so like that's yeah. the feeling that I'm talking about where like your partner chooses you because they want to
1: they want to and yeah. see and see yeah I wanted him to feel secure I right never wanted to and that's him. like that's like how
0: trust is really like established I feel like is like having the opportunity to do something and choosing not to because you love your partner like that's a huge demonstration of love it's huge because like and I'm sure like Kevin really feels that way because there's been like times where I didn't choose him and then I started like when I really when we start around the time where we were like really planning the wedding I was like okay I really need to like like for me I need to like establish this kind of trust and I really need to like Feel secure and make him feel safe and I'll feel safe and but there was like a lot of times that I didn't in the beginning and I was like still like I was struggling to settle down I was having like an issue going back
1: and forth like like some of these slinger tiktoks like this lady's doing dishes and her husband's leaving the house to go on a date and I'm like I got she's and then people they they hate in the comments right are in there and then her daughter piped in and she's like you don't understand the dynamics of their relationship and I'm like I don't (laughs) I'm not gonna stay home while you're porking somebody else and I'm not gonna do the dishes
0: while you're doing that (laughs) so the thing about I've I've been in like a swinger type of relationship before and there was a lot of Things I wish I knew before I went into that relationship because because I didn't know about it I felt like I didn't have any power to like make changes or demand my knees because it was like based around someone else.
1: Now you were in a poly relationship, right? I was in a
0: something, I was in something.
1: Okay, now so <laughs> I found the poly TikTok too. So, and I don't even know how this is coming up. It's like, I liked their comment because they said something and now I get to see all their videos. And now I'm like, my brain is like, <sighs> cause I'm like, I don't it's, get this. Yeah, it's- um. But the unicorn like they're looking for their perfect third. I actually don't like that. And I think
0: that that's pretty like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So I've noticed, and like, this is gonna, this is gonna like call out some bullshit, but I've noticed that when people are looking for their third for their relationship, right? It's two people that have already established a relationship. So any third person is going to come in already in the minority, right? Like they're coming in with already, like they have less established, less say less say in what they want right so that ends in a lot of drama actually a lot of the times they'll be like oh like our third person was crazy no she wanted to be treated like an equal usually you you hear that a lot yeah yeah and and then you didn't like that she wanted to be treated like an equal and not like a toy or like um some type of like kink you know like this is an actual person and lots of times that's what it is like when and people need to like realize that when they go into that and they say like we're looking for a third person you're looking for an equal you're not looking for someone to be inferior to you and your partner that just does whatever you say
1: one that I ran across was from um it was a woman with with two men and they were talking about um that they were buying a dresser because they didn't have enough space in their bedroom for three people's clothes. And so they got a dresser and it had six drawers. So it was like each person got two drawers. And she called, she referred to the other guy as the unicorn. And she said, well, I told the unicorn that we had the dresser. And I pointed to his two drawers in the photograph I sent. And he could not believe that he had a dresser. Like he couldn't believe they made space for him there in the bedroom. Yeah. And I think that that's really sad. Like, I really don't agree with how people. Yeah. She's like, What do you mean I wouldn't make room for you? You possibly have a baby in my uterus. Of course, I'm going to make room for you in our bedroom. And I'm like, Okay, now the idea of having a baby in my uterus and I don't know who the father is freaks me out. (laughs) I don't think.
0: I think like in that sense, like if, if I was in a relationship and it was like equal with two guys, I don't think it would matter whose baby it was at that point, because if I love both people and both people love me and both people would love the baby, it really doesn't matter. It's like, it's like the same as like when a gay couple gets like a donor to have a baby, like you don't really know whose it is, but it's yours, you know, <laughs> like-
1: my mind automatically goes to the legal aspects. Yeah, <laughs> you know what happens when one party decides to leave the situation does the remaining person step but now you both formed a relationship so that's it my mind automatically goes to the legal legality I mean that would be like that would
0: probably be like when a DNA test would happen like if someone wants to leave and they want to know like you know do I legally pay for this kid now that I'm out of this relation you know what I mean but I, like I think that that's up, like across here's that here's bridge, that everybody
1: was paying for it. So I mean, you talk about this huge. I don't know. That's where my mind. Yeah, but goes.
0: legally, like a judge usually doesn't recognize polyamorous relationships yet. So it's like they're not. They're just you know, gonna look at like genetically. I mean, and I don't think that's fair. Like I think that if you go into something and like you guys have a baby, like that's. I mean, you should. You should be. I believe
1: all right? relationships should be created equal. Like, yeah. All them. I believe I mean now one I agree with that, but
0: legally it's not always going to be viewed that
1: way. But it should one thing that (laughs) does scare me, and this is because I have been a member of the LDS Mormon Church. Um and my ancestors were part of the polygamist and I've read I've had the the ability to get my hands on their physical journals that they wrote and I've seen how they were forced into polygamy. And that is my one fear about trying to legalize all relationships is there is an ugly side of it. And yeah. that that is where we need to, you know, make sure people are protected. And I also
0: feel like, <clears throat> I think it's really important not to raise a kid to be in any specific type of relationship, yeah. whether it's polygamist or just one-on-one monogamous, right? Like right. I think that, I think it's really important to just like give access to information because I didn't have access to information and ended up in some really like powerless positions when I was exploring these different types of relationships. And like, of course, like Google wasn't like a super big thing way back when, like we're pretty new to this whole like technology age where you can actually research like different things and the downside, and the upside. But I really, um I really think that like it shouldn't really be like a religious thing (laughs) like religiousness makes it kind of like ugly and forceful and like you know with like some of the mormon churches in the united states they're like marrying kids also kids yeah and
1: that isn't the mormon church that's the fdls it's not the same there was actually they broke apart and they got into this huge fight and that went that way and fdls is not the same it is not the same they don't even follow the same doctrine What they do over there is terrifying.
0: Yeah. And so like, there's like 14 year old kids and 12 year old kids being married to like 70 year old men. And that's
1: my fear about legalizing all types of relationships in any shape or form, because if you do that, that makes what they're doing okay. And that's my fear is it's not okay to marry a 14 year old girl off to a 70 year old man against her will. No. you just said all relationships are created equal that's where my problem lies where it's like crap how do you protect the vulnerable and the exploited while still well you're
0: supposed to like uh, there's supposed to be an age limit right like here you can't get married until you're 18 like period there's no there's some states that just oh like but here's the thing is like, when you're in a religious organization, you don't have to legally get married to get married. You know what I mean? Like you go to like your priest or whoever, like the, the religious person is that marries you. And that's just that. And you don't have to file it with the state because of the difference between church and state. So there's, there lies the problem because that's why they're getting away with it now.
1: Right. And see, in the Mormon church, they actually have a law that stipulates the church cannot override the laws of the land, meaning yeah. the federal laws and the state laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's the Mormon church. That's not the FLDS, which broke away from them during like the 1800s. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, there are, the like, church, there are issues like that. In the Mormon church, originally... They were forced into polygamy and I have the documents from my ancestors in their own handwritings talking about their relationships and how they were forced into polygamy. So, which is why I left the church is when I was given these documents and I read them and I was just like, I know that this is no longer legal and I know that we no longer practice this, but I'm out.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm out. (laughs)
0: yeah and I mean there's other things that come with like different types of relationships too which is why I really stress education because um for me like a lot of self-worth issues were being mirrored in my relationships like they always do in spirituality right like whenever you're like growing you realize how much you're mirroring your own issues and relationships and it's like because I was in survival mode for so long like And I like struggled financially and I struggled to keep a roof over my head. And I was like on my own so young that it was like almost like I didn't feel worthy of safety. And therefore I didn't like enter into relationships with like really strong commitment, even though I was even though I was married, like marriage to me because I had seen my parents get divorced. It was there was always a door out like it wasn't like a forever thing.
1: I went into my marriage fully expecting to walk out the door because yeah. my parents were divorced I had an open door I figured it was fine. and that's what I like grew up hearing
0: too is like 50% of marriages end in divorce so I was like I'm not gonna like trap myself no in something I mean, when I'm miserable like there's always a door there's like a- that's like I, there's always a door but like back in the day you got married that shit was for life
1: yeah that was stuff that our grandparents put up with like my but was grandparents- it for
0: life was it for life because it was love for life or was it for life because women didn't have rights and it had to be for life? My
1: okay. grandmother was, um, <sighs> was married during a time where she had the rights to get divorced and she stayed with a very abusive alcoholic who beat the crap out of her on a continual basis and left her for dead on several occasions. But she said that she gave her word to God she was a diehard and
0: then there's religious for life right because the there were a lot of churches back then that were like divorce you go to hell and she didn't
1: take birth control because the church said she couldn't so she had like seven kids yeah with a man that she hated and And you know you know
0: what bonkers my mind like it boggles my mind so bad is that like catholic hospitals still don't give like birth control to prevent birth like i have one of my kids in 2012 and I couldn't get my tubes tied because I had him at a Catholic hospital. So I had to like, then leave. Right. And they still don't do that. And that like, that blows my mind. Like we, we are, it is 2000. I was born in the ancient 1990s and we're still but doing see, this shit.
1: But see, this <laughs> podcast is about accepting all relationships. Yeah. We're accepting that someone else make covenances with God and they abide by those. And now we have to accept we're accepting them as well. I just yeah, like but they're like, not accepting me. That doesn't make two rights. You that's you a, it's don't. the medical field though. That's a hospital. Like <laughs> they fund the hospital. I mean, I know they sent bills, but that's their hospital. They built it. I know. I, I just know. feel like
0: I, either, I feel like okay, I'm cool if you believe that you shouldn't have birth control, but when I want my tube side, like, I'm not, you tie them. Like, that's me. You know what I mean? Like, I accept them, like, what they want to believe. And I do this with everyone. Like, I accept, I mean, there's some people, and this is something I want right. to bring but up. If they,
1: if they believe that every child is literally a gift from God, and you're supposed to be open because God is bringing to you a gift and he's going to give it to you so you can't take birth control because you might be barring a gift that God is trying to give you so if they firmly believe this they're not going to bar the gifts that God is trying to give you because they believe that so like swingers believe that they they have a third unicorn or I don't even know that's a poly like I said I I can't my terms are dead to to me now (laughs) Uh, Someone that has, you know, brings in a third party, they are happy like that. All three people are happy. I'm accepting of that, but I'm also accepting that the church believes they don't want to take birth control because they're barring God from giving more gifts. Okay. I do not wish to partake in all of these gifts from God. So I am preventing myself from accepting more gifts, but I will not judge you or be upset when your hospital will not tie my tubes because I will go over here (laughs) and borrow my gifts from God (laughs) because I'm old and I can't take more gifts
0: um I guess but (laughs) at the time so like at the time specifically this was the only hospital available to me because I didn't have a car like I pretty much had to take a bus to this hospital in labor you know so it's like it's like You know, it's, it's funny that the hospitals are just kind of placed in areas where people have to go to them.
1: Right. That's why the hospital is there. If that church didn't pay to put that hospital there, there would be no hospital there. And then if you're having a heart attack, you would die. I guess. And they paid for it so in a essence you're like all right you believe god be so i mean careful. that's
0: kind of like where i didn't throw a big fit about it right like i have my kid and they were like we're not tying your tubes and i was like i, I agree
1: it it like, seems stupid like you look at somebody look at her she's young she's had four kids she had to take a bus in labor because she doesn't have a car it seems like a logical thing to be like you know if she's requesting this we should do this they still
0: give like birth control in other forms though but you can't say it's because you want birth control you have to say like my period's heavy or it doesn't come when it should come like and they'll give it to you so that's still like that's a thing that they can do but they're they can't tie your tubes they can't sterilize you right so like they were like we can give you the pill and I was like that works so well last time so (laughs)
1: right right? No, I have, I, I understand your predicament, but yeah. I also understand theirs. And I'm just like, again, like I said, like, it's just one of those things, you know, I, so, I, like I want to talk about
0: this too. I want to, I want to bring up this topic because this is really fun. This is a fun topic. <laughs> what is cheating? So like, I have a friend that thinks like watching porn is cheating.
1: Okay, now let's talk about the levels of the pornography. Okay. So is it someone who will lock you out of the room while they watch porn? Will they invite you to watch the porn? Will they sneak and lie about said porn?
0: When I am spending time with myself, sometimes I include my partner and sometimes I don't, but I think that's up to me.
1: I agree with that. Like, I am not bothered at all See, now because me and my husband have a strong um build of trust. If he yeah. wants to watch porn, well, especially while he was traveling, I am one hundred percent sure he, Yeah. as a matter of fact, I know he watched porn because he if he's traveling and you're home by yourself for months, you're like, definitely watch porn because like that's, <laughs> that's- <laughs> you know, he's watching porn. and he would send me the link sometimes he'd be like, Oh my God, check this out. And like the guy, like, she got stuff from that. Out- <laughs> and I was like what the hell don't watch that
0: that's gross so I will tell you one thing that does piss me off though I will tell you this this thing does piss me off and I think that I think for I think a lot of women understand that men spend time with themselves privately I think most women understand that but here I think lies a problem that a lot of women have is like my problem with it if we're not doing it in any regular fashion, like, and I, you know, like if there's, if there's like, if, if we just haven't in a long time and you're, and you're doing that a lot with yourself, you're kind of like, what the fuck?
1: Okay. So now this is going to be like a couple different levels of not like when I used to work nights, I worked nights in a hospital. Um, I worked six days a week. So I was tired. Like, I, I don't even remember having sex during that part of our marriage. Um, but being psychic, I also knew when, um, when he was with himself. And so I used to joke with him. I remember joking with him. I'd be like, Oh, so you did that today. And he's like, how do you know? (laughs) And because I was busy, I was just like, whatever. Do you want magazines? You want (laughs) smoosh?
0: and you were tired. You were like, I just don't have that. But
1: that's because we like, I wasn't even home at night and he was at work during the day. So like, us passing there was none of us in the same bed at the same time
0: yeah um See, i i specifically like i get being tired like i think that if you're in a relationship for long enough like one of you is gonna you're gonna go through that phase where you're just like we're too busy we're too tired but like when you're not tired like i'm talking about when you're not tired is, right this and there's saying. opportunity and you're not doing it but that is being done instead
1: yes then that's that's where I get pissed off I agree with you on that because it's like but then it's like what am I chopped liver like right so you can't you can't do that with this but you can go in there right that's that's the issue and that's where the issue I think comes about with porn yeah because if you're like okay but we're not doing that and now you're just watching this then
0: and the amount of insecurities being a woman in that situation brings up is like unreal because it's like we have all this pressure on us to look a certain way, and we're not pretty if we don't look this way. And like, I grew up when like Paris Hilton and the cocaine '80s were like the popular body type, and it was like, it that was really hard. Like, and the low hip hugger jeans where your pubic bone is basically like exposed, like that that was like really hard. So then when when you're in this situation in relationships, it makes girls feel like they're not good enough.
1: Well, I think that comes about like, um, when you're not, it, again, when they're not paying attention to you and they're preferred to watch the porn and you're like, why is that? Because I don't look like that.
0: But then, but then we're back to someone choosing you because they can't. Right. So then it makes you feel like they're not choosing you, even though they can
1: Right, so it's like the same. So that, noise. in my opinion, is cheating. I see. I feel like that's such a strong word, though. But see, it is right. You chose that over me when I was here. So now you're cheating with the porn, but. If I if
0: I feel like for me to declare it that it would have to go on for a consistent amount of time, and I would have to. I agree. It's not
1: like one time. Like one time, you're like, oh, you didn't want to have sex. And I would have to like
0: communicate how I felt about it, and then they're still doing it.
1: Like right, it would have to be an ongoing pattern of choosing porn over you, and then at that point, it is kind of cheating because they and then yeah, okay. Now it's not something like one time. Like oh my god, I caught you watching porn. Yeah, and. I don't know we we used to watch porn now we don't have a and apparently
0: porn. people can be like really addicted to porn which also like stresses me out like that
1: is true like my I've says- never
0: I think I've met someone one time that had like an actual sex addiction and like that like I if I didn't have kids I'd probably think it was cool but like it I, me having kids that like stresses me out because that's like deviancy
1: Okay, so my sister was married to a guy who got diagnosed with a sex addiction. I don't know if I believe this. How I
0: mean does that- one diagnose someone with a sex addiction? He went
1: to a freaking psychologist and he's like, Well, I can't stop cheating. I was like, no, That's a no. life. Sex addiction. <laughs> sex, not a no, I feel
0: like, and me being someone who knows nothing about any of this, but I feel like someone with a sex addiction would literally like, they would like go in the bathroom at work and like jerk off. Like, that's how I feel like sex addiction will get. Like, you're so addicted to that feeling. Like, right. like a drug, that, like the, the orgasm sense. drug addiction, you know, in your brain.
1: Right. That, that makes sense. And if you are just, and that seems like somebody who's an addict can just go jerk off. And that's not the same as sleeping with three girls you work with.
0: No, I think there would, I think it would be a mixture of sex and masturbation.
1: And I mean, because you're addicted
0: to the orgasms, you know what I mean?
1: Right, right. He was always messing around on my sister. My sister would go in for um, prenatal checks and find STDs like on a continual basis. That is terrible. It was awful. It was so awful with her. I mean, she, she lived a miserable life with him because of that. Yeah. Okay, but like, okay, what about Josh Drugger? That the gu- one guy from 18 Kids and Counting, or whatever the hell it was? He's cheated on his wife so many times. He was the one that got busted on the Madison app. He
0: is a sex offender for children. He is a pedophile. He is
1: too. That's but, right. He get busted with pedophilia. <laughs> so he
0: he's actually doing time right now. I think he's yeah. in there for like 25 years. So I actually did a lot of research about this because when I started dating with children as a single mom, like this was on my radar, right? Because most kids okay. that suffer sex, sexual abuse, it's within the family or within the home. Like it's usually not some random person like kidnapping them off the street. Right. And so I was always really careful. And this story of the Duggars is really, it's really a common story as like, it, it it's highlighting something in the media that's not usually highlighted because it's a really common story. He um had an issue with his sisters. The parents had so many kids that the kids were like raising each other. Like if you ever remember watching the show like the kids were helping cook and take care of the other little kids. Um and so he had access to and he was one of the older ones so they were very small. Like the age differences ranged from like 18 to 1, you know? Like it was like every year Um, and yeah, it it just, it, I don't know. I don't know where I was going, but that's really common. Well,
1: well it is common. And it's common amongst, like you said, when you're dating with children, this is a problem that you do have to watch out for is, you know, those kind of like, oh my God, so much. So I had a friend who was dating and, um, it's not, she wasn't a real friend. She was like an, an associate through other friends. And we all got together online once, you know, chat rooms and stuff opened up. But she was single and she was dating and she met this construction worker who was working on a project there in town. He was coming into the bar she went to and they started like hooking up. Well, he ended up murdering her. Yeah, see, that's um, not cool. He, <laughs> her best friend like tried to call and got some weird things and she was like, something's not right. She got this, inter- she was another mutual friend, but she got this internal feeling that something was really, really wrong. And she went over there and the guy had strangled her and she caught the guy in bed with her 12-year-old daughter. So this, this happens. And happens I mean, it's, a lot. it happens. It happens
0: way more than you hear about it happening because oh a lot God. of times,
1: yeah, that was like a local, it was in a small town. It never got further than the local news. Yeah, it, never, it
0: happens a lot. And and there's some really vile, vile, vile fucking things that are done with children. So like I really, I really, really, really had to be careful. And in my dating experience, I did date some red flags, but they were never around my kids. (laughs) Why would you You red flag? I don't know. Cause I had self-worth issues, but I knew not to bring them around my fucking kids, at (laughs) least, you know. You knew, you knew. (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're not going home with me but <laughs> I did I did that's at least something right like I never let people that were like red flags that could be potential predators around my kids and like huge yeah, predator, red flags. Red flags.
1: what if he was the type of predator who ate faces or wore your skin <laughs>
0: then my kids would be safe <laughs> <laughs> this is why self-worth is important this is why self-worth is important. I mean, I, now I would never do that. Right. Like when I started, when I started dating Kevin, um, like he met every green flag there possibly was right. Like so many green flags. And, um, I like knew I was struggling between, and this is what's really funny about when you're like trying to develop self-worth, because when you don't have self-worth those bad boys that are fucking walking red flags, they're so hot and they're so great to hang out with. They really are. Um, but then but then you get self-worth and like when, when me and Kevin started dating, he was like the nice guy, like in high school, like the nice guy, like the nice guys finish last. Like he was like a walking epitome of that, right? And I knew that he was what I wanted to settle down with but I also knew that I had to break some habits. Like it wasn't always going to be fun and exciting. We weren't going to have a fight. Like, you know, like it's like that adrenaline, that like drama, that like
1: I'm just trying to like figure out at what point you were just like, oh, Sandra, you know, Kevin, this is going to be a lot of work, but I think this could be a good thing
0: from the beginning. I said that. Yeah.
1: From the beginning. And then kevin's like i keep telling you this kevin hooked up with you because deep down that boy has a freaky streak he's like he does sandra this will be a lot of work but i'm in (laughs) you guys are like you mismatch people so much
0: so our our therapist this is like really (laughs) (laughs) so our therapist was like I have never met two more extreme opposite people in a marriage ever. She was like, I couldn't put you further apart on the spectrum of opposites. Like like Kevin like sits here and I'm like over here. And she's like, this is a real challenge for me. <laughs> like...
1: Kevin is adorable. He has got the sweetest little face and he's so mellow mannered and so quiet and it's so opposite not that you don't have a cute face you're adorable but
0: <laughs> you i for- like i'm very dominant i'm loud i uh puke my energy everywhere like my energy is just everywhere like <laughs> <laughs> no something that we're really working on though is that he um he does a lot of like sacrificing his own needs just because he doesn't want to deal with like the potential result of speaking his needs. So like now- I think
1: that this is common for earth signs. I think that they're so down to earth that they realize that by speaking- They just like down, weigh it out and
0: they're just like, mm,
1: not worth it. Not worth it. Yeah. I am also married to someone very similar to Kevin.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, I just
1: found out the other day,
0: I-, I... <laughs> This is the funniest shit. And he never said anything this whole time. This is great. I found out that when he proposed to me, he thought we were going to be engaged for like 5 to 10 years. And when I started planning the wedding, he never said anything and he just showed. Up. <laughs> he was like, "I guess we're doing that then." Yeah. Like what? Like he that's how that's to the extent that he does not communicate his needs. Like He was like, yeah, well, you said you just wanted to be engaged and that we didn't even have to get married right away. And then you started planning the wedding and now we're
1: married. (laughs) And Kevin didn't just get married. He became a dad of four. (laughs) Yeah when he didn't want well he knew that
0: he wanted to marry me right he just didn't think it would be so fast and I did say that he's right I did say that we didn't have to get married right away but he never communicated to me that he 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 wanted at any point so and I would have done that if he would have been like hey like like, will you marry me I want you to have this ring but I want to be engaged for like a long time I would have been like absolutely that's fine
1: but he didn't speak his needs and he then instantly became a dad of four within like eight months. Yeah. And
0: th- it's so funny to me that he would like, just not communicate
1: that. And oh, my <laughs> oh my gosh. I wonder how many things I have pushed my husband into where he just, because he doesn't communicate. And
0: anymore. he would never tell you, like, if I didn't like start that conversation, he would have never told me that. And no. I think that that's like. I think that that's like part of the reason why I say like when you're talking about different types of relationships it's important to be educated because that's the type of shit that I would do like I would just show up for this shit that would like deeply affect my life and not think that I had a say right and like it's almost like did he not speak up because he was scared I would like get mad or did he
1: really not feel like he had a say I really like I honestly feel like Brian feels like he doesn't have a say
0: I think that Kevin feels like he doesn't have a say like, how, because I am a dominant person. So I can see how you could interpret it like that. But I think that he underestimates how much he matters to me.
1: Right. And how much you value their input and their opinion. I mean, and like their we, happiness. I, yeah. We were talking the other day and I was like, you know, what's funny. I was like, we never talked about how many kids we would have. Like, I always wanted to have two girls and two boys and have four kids. And then after my complications and realizing that I don't know how to birth babies without dying, um, I determined that after the second child, I should stop. <laughs> like we should not have any more. And he wanted probably six. Wow. And we never discussed it. So See it like, it's like, we got to communicate right? You know, what's really funny is that's that- the biggest thing about this. Any relationship will work. As long as you have communication, you can watch porn whenever you want. As long as you communicate that you still value and appreciate your partner. That's really what it is. It's, it's the accountability a third, and a the third party unicorn will work. As long as you communicate that you value everyone's feelings,
0: everyone like, that's like, that's like adopting a child together. Like that person becomes a part of your family. Like you got to be willing to be a part of a family with that like I really think that that's really what it's whatever you and your partner want but you have to be on the same page
1: yeah and it's really not that hard to communicate your feelings like like if somebody wanted to be engaged for five to ten years that should have been spoken (laughs) Like, like that was a big difference you all didn't even wait a year
0: yeah I know well, a year would have put us in December, and I just didn't even want to get married in the winter. So, like,
1: well, you initially wanted the 222, two, two, which would have been I did, life. but
0: also because that was winter. So, and I'm really big into numerology. Like, you know, I'm really, really into numerology, and like all of my kids share a birthday number like so I have February 11th and August 11th like for two of my kids and then I'm May 24th one of my kids is March 24th my brother's also March 24th so we got married on the 19th because Kevin's birthday is January 19th so like all the numbers are significant and I just thought that that was like really cool um also I thought that he would remember it better <laughs>
1: like he's an sign. I don't think he forgets the date like that, yeah, <laughs> i just thought he things. would
0: remember it better like you can't miss it it's the 19th it just like your birthday. It, then. Yeah. yeah um but yeah, yeah yeah so i i don't know i just he could have said he could have said something so i don't know if he just didn't care that much or if he didn't feel like it mattered i also felt like he was like uncomfortable getting his hands on with wedding planning um because he's a guy Like, I don't, I feel like weddings are so mostly about the bride that, like, it was almost uncomfortable for Kevin to, like, take part in it because he was like, I don't feel like my opinion matters enough to, like, make changes, you know?
1: He did, he did say something. I forget what it, what you guys were discussing. I think he really wanted, like, something Star Wars-y in there. He did.
0: That was, like, the one thing he did want, and I put it in.
1: Yeah. And it was great. Everybody laughed it was great um but and then i remember he actually made a comment or there was a comment made that his opinion didn't matter (laughs) i don't remember what it was
0: yeah yeah i think that someone probably did say that to him at one point like this isn't about you but it was very much about him right so yeah yeah relationships like It's also, I I love the fact that we're breaking down like roles and stuff too. So I really recommend that in relationship dynamics. It's like breaking down gender roles. Like I put in our, I have a relationship course with Kevin in our network where we talk about like breaking down gender roles. Like what are you comfortable with? What do you want to become? Like what role do you want? And then what do you want to lose? Because like There are certain stuff that I just don't feel like I'm like the proper gender role, like homemaker, but Kevin (laughs) is great at interior design. You know what I mean? Like
1: he's phenomenal at it. That's funny. I think that's, I think that's awesome. Um, I repair our appliances. I do that. I'm the better person at that. And then it was funny. Like, um, I didn't want to mess with our dryer when it broke. Like, I just, like, I was so done with dealing with it. I was just like, I don't want to deal with it. So Brian started doing it and I would tell him, okay, you take it apart here, here, and here, because I've done it several times. And um, so he did it. And then he bought the part and the part showed up. And I was like, oh, here the part for your dryer showed up. And he's like, you didn't put it on. And I was like, no, see, I've decided now that we're, um, I'm no longer that wife. I'm no longer that wife. And that's a good
0: point too. It can change. You can decide to not be in that role anymore. And that's fine. It's like quitting a job. You're like, this is not working for me anymore. We need to change the roles.
1: But then the new dryer came and, you know, they don't come with plugs. So (laughs) um, I went to take the old plug off the old dryer and put it on the new dryer because it already fit the outlet. And, you know, this is simple. It was like, you know, three screws. Well, I could not find the proper tool because he he raped my toolbox. There's nothing. I have my own toolbox and he raped it. There's nothing in it. It's empty. Oh, my
0: God. (laughs)
1: He was like, all right, you're not doing it anymore. These tools belong to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, so I noticed my toolbox is empty and I no longer have the tools to put this dryer on. And he's like, no, 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 go in this part of the house and you can find these tools. I go in there, of course. He has his own ADHD filing system that no one else understands. It always takes me longer to find the tool than to fix the item. So I got a butter knife. I'm down to a butter knife at this point and I can't get it and I'm, I see I'm fucking up the head of the screw because I'm like okay it's not coming off it's corroded I can't get it off well he comes home and he's like I did it and I was like yeah because your biceps are two times the size of mine <laughs> <laughs> oh my god,
0: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I firmly like, I firmly recommend communicating everything about how you want your relationship to look and like renewing it like every couple of years because like shit changes.
1: Our communication got a lot stronger after your wedding weekend. I remember that. Like we something were just, like we, shifted with you guys. It did shift. Probably, it yeah. did shift a lot because before it was like we were really scared. We knew at that point after being married for twenty-something years, you know what's gonna trigger the other person. Like mm-hmm. you just know that it's gonna trigger them. And so you're like not wanting to bring it up. Cause you know it's gonna cause a fight. You know that no matter what you, you say. You I'm- get conditioned that when I do this, this negative
0: response right. happens, like it's negative, um, reinforcement you're getting negatively reinforced when you take an action so you're like i want to avoid that action
1: right it doesn't mean that much to me to to discuss this because i know it's going to trigger him i know there's no nice way to come at this and it's funny like after that weekend, we can actually communicate and not get triggered i have no idea we're not wording things differently but we're open with each other yeah Um, I had tried to get a piece of cardio equipment when I first started my workout program in November and he has been against it. So when we got paid, I bought a cardio piece of equipment and I knew he, we were going to get in a fight. I knew it was going to trigger a fight. So I, on the way home the other day when I bought it, I didn't run it by him first. We share a joint account. But typically we talk about big expenditures. So I was like, so I go, I got paid today and I gave you $350. And he's like, oh, you didn't have to give me that much. <laughs> I said, well, <"Wow." laughs> I got what I needed. Then I gave you the rest. And he was cool with it. He's like, you should have just kept it. I'd be like, then give it back. <laughs> was like, what do you mean? Then give it back. <laughs> so was like, no fight, no fight, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But I was dreading it for a week because I knew I was buying this equipment before we got paid. I knew it, and I knew it was going to cause a fight, but didn't, and I could have kept all the money. I love that. I love that it's shifting so much. So strange, like, but just being the communication. Like, had I waited for him to come home and saw my Amazon purchases. And then saw how little I gave that back to the house, he would have been like, What the fuck? Don't you understand our budget? Oh, I had to delete Amazon. I got taken away from Amazon.
0: <laughs> Amazon didn't get taken away from me. I got taken away from Amazon. Like, that's how important
1: you're I was. You were losing your job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
0: but you if, if, if you're order someone order. who wants to, like, Explore your relationship more. Definitely check out the course that Kevin and I did called Growing Together. It is part of the VIP, which is $39 a month. So you can buy a month and go through it. And there's so many relationship prompts in there in order to establish like better communication, better roles that you're happier in, um, and figure out what's really right for you and your partner because, like we said, it's really what works for everyone else.
1: We also have a um higher self workshop coming up. Yes help bring about if you notice that you cannot communicate well your communication skills are not great because you don't value yourself as highly as you should so this higher self workshop will really help you be able to communicate your wants and needs better.
0: Yeah. And the higher self workshop is really about also like taking that, taking yourself to the next level outside of your relationship too. So like, as far as like stepping into who you want to become and getting the things that you want to get in life, it's really good for magnetizing that energy. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be really in-depth, like how your higher self would handle like confrontation issues, communication, like speaking your needs. It's, it really is like a total transformation like outline so that every time you have an interaction with one of these things you can ask yourself like what would my higher self do and you would already know Um, a quantum leap is the experience of space in order to collapse time that it takes to get to your destination here at the mystic and the magician podcast we are going to teach you how to do that the best ways to do it and the most fulfilling results that you could experience